ask that we ask for God to come and inhabit our praises. And how many of you have just experienced God's sweet presence this morning? Amen. That's so good. All right, our rush class may be dismissed. Go and have fun being parted too. All right, this week we have the privilege to uh, hear from a good friend of mine, somebody I respect and look up to who is full of passion, life, and wisdom. Please welcome Seth Gerber. All right. Well, good morning. Surprise. I don't know if everybody knew, but here I am. So, yippee I'm excited. So, um, Sarah and myself lead the college group at, at the church. College and career, what's up? Group, group, as it's well known. Um, so, we're going to do things a little college and career style today. All right? You guys up for that? So, usually what we start off with is prayer. So, I'm going to pray. How about that? All right? So, let's pray. Father, uh, we just invite you here, to, here today. It's usually tonight when it's college and career. <laughs> we just ask, Father, that your spirit will be here. I thank you that uh, your presence is here already, God. And we just honor that. And we ask that uh, today you will uh, speak to each one of us, God, what you want us to hear this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so what we usually start out with is some, some announcements. So I'm going to do an announcement that we made in college and career a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> um, we, uh, some of you know that Sarah and I have purchased a building that's right in the middle of the student area, and it's in the Vine neighborhood, and it's, it's known in the neighborhood as the Iglesia, or La Iglesia. And we've actually got some people here that live there. Josh lives there. Is anyone else that lives there? J- yeah, Adam Will, good. James Duke lives there. So upstairs, it's eight bedrooms. And one massive unit, <laughs> eight bedrooms, so if you can imagine living with seven other people. <laughs> Downstairs is an unfinished commercial area, okay? It's like a, used to be a storefront. Right now there's wood covering the front of the windows. But um, So we got some people living upstairs, and we've had it on our heart to make the downstairs a place where creativity can happen, where music can happen, where the arts can happen, where it can be an outreach center, an arts community center for the neighborhood and for the and for the area. And so we've been really, you know, God's really given us this vision. In fact, it's funny because we used to live two doors down from there and um, we knew about the building. We knew the owner. The owner had said to us, hey, I'd like to sell you this building and we'd not come to any agreement. And I think we lived there for two years, and Sarah um, Sarah just started randomly fasting and praying every Monday for the building. And she's like, I don't even know, I don't even want that building. <laughs> like, why am I doing this? But every Monday, I think it was Mondays, I don't know, every one day a week, she would fast and pray for this building. And so, you know, we knew that God was birthing something in us for the neighborhood and for that, for that building. And so, um, so, long story short, we ended up buying the building, uh, Actually, it's almost it's two years ago now. And, um, you know, we've had different tenants living upstairs, and it's been really good. But um, a few weeks ago in, in our leadership meeting for our college group, we said, hey, let's just, let's just ask God what he has for the fall. So we've got a, a group of <clears throat> people in our, le- in our college group that we meet with before the normal um, time. And we just ask, we just usually pray about what's going to happen. And so we just, we just said kind of, Harmlessly, we thought, God, what do you have for this 
this next fall. And so Sarah's actually going to come up quickly and share what she saw and just kind of the results of that. So we just started praying. We were actually just thinking, you know, the building's not been ready. We've been busy with our other real estate, and we've just been thinking, boy, it would be really nice to meet in there, but it's just the building's not ready. So we're kind of, I keep thinking, like, we were just innocently asking God what we should do this fall. Like, we normally meet at our house, and it actually can be quite packed in there, and, and we've always thought, wow, it'd be so nice to just put our college group in that building because there's so much space and there's total room for growth and all that stuff. So anyway, all that aside, we were just innocently praying to God and, and, and thinking maybe he wants us to focus on hearing the voice of God or maybe he wants us to, you know, spend some time praying for, you know, Western students or, you know, you're thinking something, you know, not outside of the box, I guess. But anyway, we were just praying and we all just spent some time listening. So we were listening and you know, open our ears, Lord, to what you have to say. And anyway, I prayed, and the first thing I, I heard was uh, we need to have some worship time in our meetings because normally we have a lot of discussion and Bible study, but not necessarily worship. And Seth had already mentioned that, so I was like, oh, well, Seth was kind of in the flow. He knew what God wanted to do, and that's cool. And then I saw a picture of, like, you know, in, in the game Sorry on the board where you if you land on the little spot, then you advance forward on the arrow. So I saw our whole group land on the spot and advance forward on this arrow, and I was like, oh, wow, advancement. Okay, how is that advancement going to come then? And so I was just asking God what his strategy was for the advancement, and I just felt like he said, you're going to meet in the Iglesia. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, okay. So, and then, you know, a few other things is what I'd heard. And so when we got done, we were just saying, okay, who heard something from the Lord? Does anyone want to share what that was? And everybody was a little bit quiet. And I was like, well, I'll go ahead. And, you know, I said what, what I saw. And, and people were like, I saw the Iglesia too. And somebody's like, I saw Advancement too. And, you know, all these confirmations started popping up. And it was like, you know, being more involved in the community, having projects that would happen that people in the community would come and, you know, be a part of. And, I mean, it was like... Like, I saw flexibility, like we'd be a, a tree planted, like we're firm, but the branches can blow in the wind, and it, there's some flexibility there. And, you know, that is what we're going to need to do in order to meet in this building to be really flexible as a group. And we just saw, like, you know, for our college group, we need unity. I mean, it was just like everything was confirming this this idea. To, and, and it was like God had to speak that way, or else I don't think we would have met in this kind of building that has no bathroom walls and the you know wires are hanging and you know I don't think we would have you know just thought of that idea so it's definitely God speaking to us and so we're doing it <laughs> thanks so yeah so we're excited we um we are going to we're going to plan to to meet over there we're not sure exactly we've got some dates in mind there's you know now we're we're going to sit down and look at what we need to do to not let people die in there because and make it so people can go to the bathroom and there's not just a hole in the floor you know so there's there's some work that obviously needs to be done before we can have people in there so um we're we're so we're moving toward that and and you know what that takes on our part hearing god that takes a lot of trust we have to trust that he um, that he, number one, we trust what he says and that he can do what we've asked, what, what, what he's asked us to do. And so this morning I am going to talk about trust. Uh huh. Nice. Good segue. Okay. So, so, so we were actually talking about trust with the, with the college group one night, and I'm still kind of in the, talking about the Iglesia a little bit, but we, uh, <clears throat> So at the end, and we're going to do this today just to give you guys a heads up, we just ask God, 
okay, what area in our life <clears throat> do we need to trust you that we're not right now? And so, of course, in light of wanting to be in the Iglesia in a few weeks <laughs> and all the stuff that needs to be done before we move in there, that was what was on my mind. And so I said, God, I need to trust you. Help me to trust you. How can I trust you to, that we're, this is going to happen? And I, God gave me a picture of dominoes, okay? And I just saw this one domino, and I saw my finger reach out and push the domino. And then the picture zoomed back, and this domino stream just went. And it just followed, and it just went. And it was God speaking to me, and he said, you just take the first step. You, you start it. You start the process. You push it. And I'm going to line everything else. It's going to be like dominoes. And then it zoomed back even more, and I saw actually three different streams of these things going. And I really feel like God was saying there's key, there's key starting points that I need to push to get this thing going, and it's just going to go, and God's going to take it from there. So that's awesome. That's a huge relief for me. <laughs> you know, one of the things when we first, when we first got the building, I'm like, God, I am not... I am not going to be there by myself, slaving away, trying to get this thing ready. You know, I'm not going to take all the responsibility on my shoulders. This is your thing. You're, you're, if you're asking me to do this, I'll do it. But I, I'm not going to take it all on my shoulders and, and, and work on this solo. And, you know, we've had, we've actually over the last couple of years, we've had work nights over there, and not one time has Sarah and I ended up there by ourselves doing work. There's always been someone else over there helping us and doing things with us. So we're, ex we're excited about that. So um, I would just throw this out to you. We would love your prayers. We really need your prayers for this. This, the, the, the Iglesia and what's going to happen over there is going to, we're partnering with Cameron. This is going to be an outreach of New Day. You know, this is going to be an opportunity for every one of you to impact an outreach. You know, we, we do life groups. And one of the, one of the, the groupings of life groups is outreach. Okay? And so, one of the things that we want as a church is to be in the community and be impacting the community and serve the community. And so, the Iglesia is going to be an opportunity for every one of us to be engaged with the community. And we're going to, you know, as, as this develops more, we're going to see more what that looks like. But we're really excited for an arts creativity center, a place where people can come, they can experience genuine community, they can experience creativity, and they can experience genuine relationship with people that, are, that ultimately is going to lead to them knowing God. And that's exciting to me. I'm excited about that, all right? Yeah. All right, so um, there will be lots of opportunity for your help. I'm just going to throw this out there. If you feel like God's telling you to, to, um, to provide financially or to, to give with your prayers or to give with your resources, you can come and talk to me. You can write on the, um, on the envelope. You can give that way, too, and just write um, for the Iglesia Fund on there. So there's going to be a lot more. We're going to talk about this more as we get in forward, but I just wanted to throw that out, just plant that seed with you, okay? All right, so that's our announcement for the week, college group. All right, good. So next what we do is in college group is we typically have a topic of some kind, and we kind of talk about the topic a little bit and maybe present a couple questions or some questions. So this morning the, the topic that we're talking about is trusting God. 
All right? And so what I want to throw out to, to you is what areas in the Bible, either passages or stories, can you think of that God would want to teach us how to trust Him? So I'm going to open it up to you. And can you think, what are some passages in the Bible right now or some stories in the Bible where someone had to trust God and, they, and through that we can learn how to trust God? Yes? Joseph. Joseph. Which which go ahead? Right. So the dreams he had, God gave him dreams and promises. He gets put in prison. He gets falsely accused. He goes through all kinds of stuff. And where did he end up? That's right. Exactly. The head of the whole shebang. Exactly. All right. What else? Yep. Moses. That's great. Exactly. King David had to trust God. There's no question about that. Are you thinking about David and Goliath? Yeah. <laughs> awesome, Chip. Uh, that's good. That that I'm going to segue there. Keep thinking, okay? That's that's one of the things that is amazing. Sometimes God promise uses you something, right? God gives a promise. There's lots of promises in the Bible. There's lots of promises that God's give us. God gives us, and it doesn't appear in the moment or situations that God may be even leading us through that it's going to happen the way that we think it's going to happen. In Abraham's position, God promised him he's going to be the father of many nations. He speaks that to him, right? He says your inheritance is going to be like the stars in the sky. And now he's, God is telling Abraham to sacrifice his son, which in Abraham's mind is his only way that he's going to get that inheritance that God's promised him. God, how can you be telling me to go this way and kill my son when that's the way that you're going to give me my inheritance? That's the way that you're going to come through with, our, with the promise. So a lot of times there's promises in our lives that we know God's given us, and the, this book is full of promises. It's full of promises, and we're constantly challenged, right? Aren't we constantly? I'm constantly challenged to believe and trust that God's going to do what He said He's going to do. That He's going to actually do what He promised He's going to do. So it's a great example. Thanks, Chip. Good job. I didn't set Chip up for that. He just did it. <laughs> did you have one? Peter walking on the water. Right. Yep. Perfect. Yeah? Job. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. I'm done. Uh, I'm just kidding. Job is a, is a great example. He trusted God through the worst circumstances. You know, it's interesting because the songs that we sang this morning, it was amazing to me. It just felt like the whole foundation of the whole thing was trust. It's like, do I trust God? You know, do I trust God when things are toughest? And that, you know, that's, <clears throat> for me, that's where I feel like God's really been, um, God's, God just planted something in me. I don't know exactly what it is, but... He's given, he has planted something inside of me that I, always, I just want to trust no matter what. And I, I mean, honestly, I come in a place of vulnerability here because there's a lot of situations in our lives where we really, you know, we need, Sarah and I need to trust God. You know, we've got rental properties and we've got stuff going on. And it's, okay, God, how are you going to provide for it this month? You know, and there's a lot of different areas in our lives where we, 
um, we really need to trust God, and, and it's difficult, and it presses us, and it pushes us, and it challenges us. But I want to challenge you that God is faithful. Our God is... He's a great God, and He's amazing, and He's powerful. You know, and in the Psalms, and we're going to get to this for a second, but in the Psalms, you see David, and he is the epitome of the guy that went through it all. You know? I mean, that guy went... He had people coming after him constantly to kill him. I mean, how many of you have had someone come after you to kill you? Okay. So, but if you look in the Psalms... He talks, and that song matches up. He talks and says, "God, why do you know why? When are you going to rescue me? When are you going to come and save me?" And he's he's lamenting and he's saying, "Man, I've gone through all this stuff, and it seems like I'm never going to get out." But you know, it 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 always ends up where he, where David where um, David says, "But I trust in you, but I praise you." But I worship you. I know you will overcome my enemies. I know you will do this. And it's this declaration of trusting God. that, And it just changes him. You know, it produces hope in you when you trust God. You get hope when you trust God. Right? <laughs> and you come, preach it, shoot from heaven. <laughs> um, but if you... It, it, we come into a place where we are feeling we're at the lowest uh, point that we have been, and we feel like, you know, we feel like all hope is gone, and we feel like everything's been torn back. How many, are any of you in that place right now where you feel like you just don't have any hope for certain situations in your life? Yeah, I think that. I mean, we've all been there, you know, at different times where we don't feel like we have any hope for certain situations. And I want to speak to you and say, you know what? Trusting God produces hope. Trusting God. And so, you, you know, when, when you trust God, you surround yourself with, with people and, and the, the Word of God that speaks to you, and it, and it gives you hope. And, it, and you can trust God in that place. All right. I've probably done all my notes right there. Um, okay, so d d I want to define trust really quickly. To rely, just a short definition, to rely on the truthfulness <clears throat> or accuracy of. So tr truthfulness, you know that in Scripture, um, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit were all referred to as truth. Jesus came to reveal the truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And throughout the whole Bible, God is called the, the God of truth. And we can rely on the truthfulness of God. We can rely on the truthfulness of God. So that's what trust is, relying on the truthfulness or accuracy of something. <clears throat> so just... Uh, just a couple of little feedback things from uh, from our group. One of the a quote from Ray Jackson. I wanted to just throw this out. Ray, Ray was Ray, Ray is gone. He's we prayed for him a couple weeks ago. He's now in Ann Arbor. He actually starts his new job Monday. So I just talked to him yesterday. He seems um, yeah, he seems not ready to work to start working, but that's all right, you know. <laughs> But we got we had broken up into small groups and and just asked that question. Okay, what in what areas in what areas of the Bible? What stories is there a place that you can trust? And you know what Ray said? He was thinking about it for a while, and we kind of talked for a while. And he goes, "You know what? Trust is just the center of it all. 
Trust is just the center of all. And, and I've been trying to think of an analogy for that. And there's a lot of things. You know, you can talk about faith. Faith's the center of all. You can talk about love, and love is the center of all. There's a lot of things definitely that are at the heart of the gospel. But I, I feel like we as humans who have emotions, which is the way God created us, we go through ups and downs emotionally. And we face all kinds of situations that challenge if we trust God. Our lives are constantly, we're con God's constantly drawing us to trust Him more. It seems like, <laughs> it seems like once we think we figure it out, He challenges us more. <laughs> you know, anyone experienced that? I know a few years ago, um, we're still dealing with this right now, but. We had an empty house, and we tried to sell it for a while, and it didn't sell, and it was so frustrating. We felt like we were being led by God and to try and sell it, and just super frustrating, paying out dollars out of our own pocket or borrowing to pay it or whatever the case may be, which is not what we're doing anymore, by the way. Um, but it, it was... There was a certain point where I'm like, God, I just trust you. You've spoken this. I know you're going to do it. And so I, I declared that trust, and I, and I stuck with it, you know? And then it got down to like, we need to send the money tomorrow. <laughs> we need to send the money tomorrow. I'm like, why haven't you given me the money yet? Come on, you know? And like, I gave up. And it was like, ah, oh, I didn't hold, I didn't trust him the whole way. And of course, the money came in, and we paid the bill, you know? But that lesson taught me that I can trust. God. You know, that lesson taught me that I can trust God. And so it seems like he teaches, he starts small and he teaches you how to trust him. And then once you, you're kind of like, oh yeah, God, I got this trust thing nailed down. <laughs> all right. And then he takes you to the next level. And it's like, all right, wow, I, uh, I, I didn't think it was going to be like this, God. <laughs> but I still trust you. And then you get that learned. And it's like, okay, I'm going to challenge you to trust me even more. You know, because th this whole thing is about our relationship with Him. And <clears throat> it's about learning to hear what He has to say, whether it's about us or in us, or whether it's about reaching out to our community, you know, and, and doing that. And so th th this, this relationship is being built so that we can have that relationship out there. You know, it's, it's an extension of our relationship with God that we can reach out to other people. Um, but that trust relationship with God is, I really feel like it's at the foundation of one of the things that we need to fall, we need to have a foundation in place so that when we get to the lowest point in our lives, we've still got something to stand on. We can trust God no matter what. All right, another thing that we learned, <clears throat> somebody said, I don't remember who said it, but somebody, I think one of the groups said, trusting God is an action. That was Tori's group. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Tori's brilliant revelation from God. So trusting God is an action. It takes you stepping out. And, you know, Peter is a good example there, you know. He stepped out of the boat. Who steps out of the boat and tries to walk on water? Like, that is crazy. That is ridiculous, you know. But God, reached, Jesus reached his hand out and invited him to do that. He invited him to do that. And so, I just want to throw that out there. There's something you can walk away with. Trust is an action. Trusting God takes action. Okay. <clears throat> um, 
Let's let's see. Let's do Psalms 13, 1 through 6. Uh, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. Uh, let's see. So I think it'll be on the overhead too, maybe. Um, okay, so <clears throat> ironically, um, the week after we talked about trust in the college group, um, Adam Zamat was was going to lead the discussion the next week, and he said, oh, I really want to talk about, really feel like God's saying to talk about his mercy, how his mercy is, and just to ask some questions and have some discussion about that. So we did that, and out of that, we looked at a couple of Psalms, and I realized there's this connection between the mercy of God and trusting him. And <clears throat> there's, a, there's just this direct relationship with it. And so um, I'm just going to read Psalm 13. Um, just one through six, it's the whole chapter. And it might be a little different than up there, but how long, O oh Lord, will you forget me? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in the heart in my heart all of the day? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O oh my God. O oh Lord my God, <clears throat> enlighten my eyes, or I will sleep the sleep of death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him, and my adversaries will rejoice when I am shaken. But I have trusted in you, in your loving kindness. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. <clears throat> He's, he deals bountifully with us, and his mercy, that's the wrong chapter for mercy and trust. That's right. <laughs> there it is. Loving kindness and mercy. Thank you. I, thank you. It was, it was up there? Oh, man. Can you go back to that, verse 5? Maybe. Thank you. But I have trusted in your mercy. You know, a lot of times we get ourselves into stuff because of decisions that we make that that this isn't good. And you know what? His mercies endure forever. And in spite of our selfishness, maybe, in spite of the decisions that we make, you know what? God's merciful, and we can still trust Him. I really like that analogy. It's been brought up a couple of times. The, the tom-tom or the GPS that gives the turn-by-turn you know, -turn directions. You know, if we get off track... It says recalculating, you know, recalculating to the final destination. I think that that's a really good picture of what God's constantly doing with us. We can, we can, we make mistakes. That's part of human nature. We make mistakes, you know, but God redirects us and redirects us to the goal, the place that he's taking us to. And we can trust him. We can trust him to do that. All right. So here's the, uh, Here's where the rubber meets the road. <clears throat> the areas in your life that you feel fear or have fear, those are the areas of your life where God wants to help you to trust Him. Bill Johnson, pause. <laughs> or Cam Cameron Wright, pause. <laughs> By the way, 
I must be under the anointing because Cameron said I've got I wore a black shirt and so did he today. So there, there's got to be what's that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. The places in your life where you feel fear are the places in your life that God wants to help you to trust Him in. And the places that we fear, it's like our society is just, you we just do fear. Like fear is normal. Like that's okay. That's a part of life. Advertising is all based in fear. If you don't do that, if you don't get my product, then this is going to happen to you. You know? We're surrounded constantly by the acceptance of having fear in our lives. And I don't believe that that's what God wants. Now, obviously... It's a process of sanctification that God's taking us through. So don't feel bad if you have fear. That's not the point. But the point is that God wants to help you to trust Him in your places of fear. That's the point. God wants to help you to trust Him in the places where you fulfill. <clears throat> this, is, this is difficult because we can, look at, we can look at past experience and we can say, my past experience says that this, if I do this, this is going to happen. And God might be asking me to do that exact same thing. A lot of times, past experience, it can be our, our greatest friend and our worst enemy. Because if we, if we think in the past about the things that God has done for us, and the things, what He is doing, then that equips us to move forward. But if we're thinking and focusing on the things that He hasn't done or the, the, um, what's happened in the past that has hurt us, then that's going to prohibit us from moving, moving forward. So I really want to challenge you. What we're going to do here... Um, actually, we're gonna, let's just do it right now. We're, the third thing we usually do in, in college group is we do some sort of an activation. All right? So we're all going to do this together. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to take a couple minutes. We're going to ask God... In what area of my life do I feel fear? Or what area of my life, it doesn't have to be tied to fear, but in what area of my life do I need to trust you that I'm not trusting you? Okay? The second thing we're going to do <clears throat> is we're just going to ask God to give us a strategy for how to deal with that. I'm a big proponent that God cares about our lives intimately. <laughs> and I... You know, He cares about helping us through things that are difficult for us. You know? And like, it's like we forget that or something. It's like, yeah, actually, you really do care. And actually, it's not that just that you care, but you're going you're gonna to actually equip me with a strategy for how to deal with these situations. And that's exciting to me. Like, I don't, you, can, you can know, oh yeah, God cares, but how does that impact me? Well, it impacts you when He speaks to you and He gives you something that you can actually do, a strategy or a direction to go and do what He's called you to do. Alright? So the first thing we're going to do right now, we're, let's just all close our eyes. We're going to ask God, in what area of my life do I need to trust you? Maybe it's an area where you felt uh, fear before. Maybe it's an area where God, God's just going to drop something in your head. So let's just... Here, let's listen for the voice of God. <clears throat> it's like if you sing "Happy Birthday" in your head, that might be how you, might be how God speaks to you. Or if it's if if you imagine <clears throat> your your bedroom at home, you can see that picture in your mind's eye. That may be how God speaks to you. So let's just take 
45 seconds here. God, where in my life do I need to trust you? about 20 seconds. All right. So... Maybe we've got something in our head. Maybe we don't. That's all right. So now what we're going to do is we're going to ask God. <clears throat> well, let me just pray. Just join with me. God, we just ask for forgiveness for not trusting you in this area. God, we just repent and we say we're sorry for not trusting you. God, we know that you're powerful. We know that you're mighty. God, we know that you care. And we know that you uh, really want to be in every area of our lives, God. And God... We may not have realized that we don't trust you in this area. So right now, we just, we just repent for not trusting you and say, be a part of this, this part of my life. I trust you in this, in this area of my life. All right, so now what we're going to do is ask, for, ask God for a strategy for how to trust him in this area. Okay? So let's take just a minute and do that, all right? So God, we ask you... How can we possibly do this? Because we have always responded by not trusting you in this situation. And God, we want that to change. And so we ask for an idea, a strategy, a way that we can now step into something new, God, and activate our trust as an action. All right, about 20 seconds. All right. Did anybody feel like God spoke to them? Excellent. That's good. Does anyone in one minute or less want to come up and share what God spoke to them? In what area that you're not trusting, in what area 
that you that God gave you a strategy. All right, Kendra, come on up. Sixty seconds or less. <laughs> All right, I was kind of expecting something else, but what I got was kind of interesting. He said, just trust me in your life and your complete lifestyle and everything that you do. You know, trust me in your marriage that's coming up. Trust me in your, as a mother. Trust me in your schooling. Trust me in everything that you do. And then, well, how do I do that? Right. <laughs> and he's like, and it was interesting. I got this picture, just this huge crowd of pictures. I mean, like, like huge tons of people just everywhere. I mean, there's like no room to move. And he's like, just spread out your arms. And so I spread out my arms in this. And all the people were dark, like it was dark and dingy. And then like when I spread out my arms, it's like all these people turned light. Like they became this light of the world. He's like, just draw to me. Come to me. Together we will become invincible. And he gave me a song, but it's a, by Muse, and it's called Invincible. But he said, together we will become invincible. Just come to me. Come to my word. Keep coming to me daily, constantly, in everything you do, which I do anyways. He's like, just keep doing it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Awesome. Give Kendra a hand. All right. Well, thank you, guys. I hope that today you were able to take something away from this, you know? Trusting God in the face of every situation in our life. God's big enough to take on every situation in our life. And I really want to encourage you, if you want to go home and do this, activate it. You know? Do it again. Say, okay, God. I mean, it's, con it's a constant process that we go through of God teaching us to trust Him in different areas of our lives. All right. I'm going to hand it over to Sarah. All right. I got a couple announcements for you. I'd like to welcome any guests that are here.